Kyla Graham. I run Synergy Accounting Advisory. I'm a nonprofit CPA passionate about helping nonprofit leaders get comfortable talking about money. I focus on accounting, consulting, and education. So I'm your nonprofit ace. Welcome to the podcast. Any accounting, business, and tax advice contained in this here podcast is not intended as a thorough, in-depth analysis of specific issues, nor is it a substitute for formal information, nor is it sufficient to avoid tax-related penalties. If you have specific questions that you need advice for, be sure to schedule a strategy session and not solely rely on information in this podcast. All right, back to the episode. Hey, so excited. This is Kyla Graham, Synergy Accounting Advisory. This is the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. I am excited for you to listen into my conversation with Otwan Lowry of Precise Grants. If you have questions about anything that comes up in this episode, be sure to send either of us a message. We will have the, our contact information in the show notes. All right, listen up. Hey, Otwan, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So super excited to have Otan Lowry of Precise Grants with us here on the Nonprofit Ace podcast. And what I've decided I wanted to start off with more of is what are you celebrating? So tell me a win, something that you're like, you know what, I'm proud and no one gets to know this thing is happening that yeah. you want other people to know. What am I celebrating? Well, first and foremost, health, right? And, and during these times, that's, that's something to celebrate and the health of me and my family and close loved ones, um, and just just being happy to wake up and continue to do what I'm doing, right? Um, I think I'm fortunate to find a space that um, that's impactful, that's helping mm-hmm. others, um, and kind of get paid a little bit to do it, right? So <laughs> so when I wake up, it's 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 not it's not a pain, you know. So um, um, I found something I love and I'm passionate about. So celebrating health, and I'm celebrating you know waking up every day and doing something that I love. Well. Tell us a little bit more about like, what is it? I know what I know. What do the people need to do, know about like the thing that you love? And Absolutely. also, how should they connect with you? So like your social media handle, where should they follow you? Sure, sure. Not as heavy as on, on social media as I should be, considering I'm in business and, and that's <laughs> how we connect. But I am on LinkedIn, Otuan Lowry. You can definitely find me there. Or my company, Precise Grants. Have an Instagram account that I probably haven't posted on in about a year or two years. So I'm probably one of those ghost kind of stalkers that just looks at videos and things and never participates. Um, They're probably going to shut my account down at any moment. But yeah, Instagram and LinkedIn. But what I do is I manage a software company named Precise Grants. And it's a basically a budget reporting and, and grant compliance tool. And we can, you know, kind of dive in a little bit, a little bit more. But for many, many years, I've been working in the nonprofit sector, I'd say probably about 12 years now. But prior to that, I was working in tax and accounting at Deloitte and PwC, coming fresh out of college. Shortly thereafter, you know, leaving Deloitte, I wanted to venture out and start my own CPA firm. And, you know, when you're just starting, you're picking up business from everywhere. I have, you know, right. Or, and I'll have like a, a mechanic shop and then I'll have an artist over here. So it was like, I just want to get the business. It didn't, it was no real structure, no real direction in terms of focus. Um, but throughout that, you know, you, you can probably relate a little bit, especially starting out. But throughout that noise, you know, I started picking up nonprofit clients, right? And it was like slowly but surely they started coming to me. And and I, I'm a firm believer of 
of you put yourself out there and, and you attract, you know, the people that see, you know, what you do best, that, that need you, that, that like you, that want to connect with you. And you have to listen to that. Right. So I saw more and more nonprofits coming to, coming to me and, and asking for us to assist them with their tax accounting, you know, work or audits. And, and to be honest, you know, working with them was just beautiful. And what I mean by that is each one of the clients didn't even feel like clients. They felt, it felt like family, right? I would walk into, you know, yeah. how you go to a client site, right? And, and you're just like, all right, you know, I want to get this done. I want to get out of here, right? Some clients. When I walk into one of the nonprofits, like a school or, you know, their office or a building, and you see people working passionately together, you know, you felt like you were a part of that family. Always felt at home. I love their passion. I love the fact that all they wanted to do was just make this world a better place, right? So, so and that passion kind of rubbed off on me. So fast forward a little bit, I said, you know what, listen, I got to figure out how I can do more in this space, right? And it's but so much that I can do by myself. So I said, what can I do to make myself an extension of me? And technology is one of those things, right? So I wanted to identify kind of, you know, one of, or some of the um, pain points and some of the big issues um, circling like the fiscal management space in the nonprofit sector or industry and see if I can maybe, you know, make that a little bit easier or make those system and processes a little bit, you know, simpler, right? So that's where the idea of precise grants came about. And it didn't start with precise grants. It was like a tool that evolved to like another tool that was kind of corny and then it evolved to something else. And then maybe precise grants was, was born. So it's been a little ways coming. Yeah, I, I think there are always these iterations and people are, I think we sometimes forget that it takes like seven versions, eight versions to get to the thing that we like. So yep. like you were mentioning, so, you know, you start your business, you're like, hey, would you like to pay me? Yes, thank you. I would like <laughs> to be paid. And exactly. then you refine that. And it's just part of growth. If you're in a nonprofit or a for-profit, you're like, so we started off here and it's going to grow and evolve. Exactly. And so when you, when you look at precise grants now and you think about how you're connecting, what is the thing that you're like, hey, people, you want to accomplish your mission? This is how precise grants is going to help you. And this is why it should be considered as something that's important to do. Absolutely. I think one thing is to, to understand the, the industry that you're in, right? Nonprofits is a very high compliance driven industry, right? That means that everything needs to be buttoned up. You know, you're spending government funds, you know, individual funds, right? People want to make sure money is being spent, you know, accordingly. What I find is that one of our core values is simplicity, right? You know, people are venturing out and, and trying to, you know, change the world and make this world a better place. That's a hard task, right? And anybody that decides to wake up one day and take that challenge, I want to make the other little things and the other little trips easier to kind of get to because that's a long road that you're traveling, right? So what I realized, you know, working with different nonprofits is that we were complicating processes. Everything was like manual intensive and Excel spreadsheets and no level of organization. And with that, things kind of fall by the wayside or things get done you know, inaccurately. So you run the risk of not being compliant, which means you run the risk of losing your funding, right? So all kinds of things can kind of happen there. With me, when I think about precise grants and, and what we're doing to kind of assist nonprofits is we want to make their lives easier. The more mundane 
tasks that are very, very important tasks, which is managing your funds mm -hmm. and managing your <laughs> budgets accordingly, according to the grants. We want to make that as simple as possible and make it so that you do things accurately and within requirements of your you know, contracts with these various funders so that you can continue to be impactful and go out there and change the world. So that's really like our small part, you know, in helping them create a better world. I love that because I think people underestimate how detailed the compliance piece is. People are just like, we want to apply for the funding. And I'm like, that sounds great. I want you to get it. But what are the other pieces that you need to consider that there's going to need to be a person? Someone is going to have to track yep. <laughs> and have you thought through those things? Have you prioritized them? Absolutely. So, as you consider sites grants and other things, what are some areas or tools for sites grants or otherwise that you think organizations could be using better, should be using more? <laughs> In terms of, so other tools that they should be using more? Are you asking? Um, in yeah, regards so other to, tools okay. or other resources that you're like, yeah. hi, you should tap into this because <laughs> it is Absolutely. also a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So my thing is, it, for one, it kind of depends on the level of your organization, right? Every organization doesn't need, you know, these robust tools or, you know, these enterprise systems and platforms out there. So I'm a firm believer of when you first start out, obviously something like Excel is a very, very good tool to use, right? Because it's, it's simple, you know, it's free, well, kind of free, and you can create like little mini internal hacks, if you will, to make a process a lot easier. But then you have to graduate from there, right? As you know, as you start to grow, obviously you wanna use easier like bookkeeping system, whether you're utilizing QuickBooks, which a lot of, you know, small, small nonprofits may use, and then if you want to kind of graduate and get up to the sage and intact and, and those kind of guys, you can do that as well. So from a fiscal management component, you have those kind of, you know, systems, right? And then as you, as you continue to grow, you do want to also employ or deploy CRM systems, you know, as well. And that can run a range of different ones, right? You can use a Bloomerang, you can use a GrantWise. There's a few other, like there's a lot of CRM systems that you have to kind of find a right fit for you. And it's not always, price is always going to be an, a factor, right? But also the ease of use, because in what I, yes. and, and, and that's what we tried to do with Precise Grants was we wanted to make it so simple and easy to use that, that you don't necessarily have to be an accountant or anything like that to use it, right? Because if you think about it, most people that work in nonprofits are not going to be your typical whatever that job position is, right? So when they first started, they didn't go to school maybe for accounting, right? Or they didn't go to school maybe for grant writing or, you know, you know, business development and things like that. They're kind of figuring it out as they go. And I think it's important that whatever tool you use, not only factor in from a, from a price perspective, but factor it in from a hey, can I adopt this very quickly and, and implement it into our current system and process, you know, with very little learning curve, if you will. So, so there are a gambit of different tools. There's a lot of different software. SaaS is a very hot, you know, industry. But I do think the two main factors is obviously getting that benefit and doing what it needs to do. But then also ease of, you don't need to be asking a thousand and one questions and 
trying to do rocket science, so to speak, just to utilize software. So that's what we think about as we're building it out. But there are a bunch of different tools out there that, that you guys can, that's not nonprofits can implement. Yeah. I think that's always the thing is who's going to use this? I think that's always my first question when people are like, you want to look at an accounting software and I'm like, are you going to be the one to use it? And what is the thing that I need something that I can use on my phone or I will get my computer. I will give myself an hour a day to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Let's be realistic so that you can pick the software that's going to match up with that need. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and that's the beauty of even consultants like like yourself, myself. You can present different things so they don't have to worry about going and searching because even that's a long task. Just trying to find something because there's so many different options out there. There's always a question that I'm like, oh, I really want them to ask that. So I figured because I have my podcast, I will let the guests answer this question for me. Is what is one question you you wish people would ask you a lot more? People meaning clients and people that I work with or just, yeah, just in, okay. So clients, right. in general, so, but yeah, you know. but I wish they would ask me more about how to, for the future or how to build for sustainability. I think a lot of times we're focusing on surviving today, which I get that when you're in survival mode, it's hard to plan, but at some point the vision has to go beyond the current okay. vision, if you, yeah. So, so I think if we were more forward thinking and then back into it on what are the things that I need to do today to make sure that I get here in five years, because when you think about a nonprofit, not most nonprofits are not in it for a, a quick buck or for a quick, this is nothing. They know yeah. that this is, in order, this. exactly. <laughs> they know that if they want change, this is something that they have to be a part of for years and years to come. But I don't think we we often talk about what years and years to come looks like, right? Because it's always a matter of, I need to make payroll. I need to raise these funds really quickly to keep this program growing. Constantly in survival mode, which a lot of people unfortunately are. But I think if we can take, especially if you have a resource or somebody to lean on outside of the organization that can help you structure that and then help you you know, put the pieces together today, so that you can be there so that you don't go four or five years and lose that time when you could have been much further as long if we would have just planned for that. So I don't think we talk enough about longevity, sustainability, growth, like real vision. So I wish we talked about that a little bit more versus solving just the problem today and putting out this fire today. So I would love to have a more proactive talk and conversation in that regard. Yeah. Now, I- it's a fire every day. And I think, again, most, that's why you have to start thinking of like, we know every day there's going to be an issue. So let's just yeah. plan ahead. Like, exactly. Let's so. figure this out. Because, and, and that's the thing, right? People, especially nonprofit, people want to buy into your vision. But in, in what I think ends up happening, and I could be wrong, I think we limit ourselves. We limit the idea or thought of being able to really accomplish something so beyond ourselves because we know we can't do it alone. So, but you're not going to do it alone. You're going to have a team. You're going to have an army of people to support you. And that's why I love the whole idea of think big. And even when I speak to certain mentors or advisors, I'll come to them even now, like even with my business, I'll come to them with an idea and I'm super excited. I'm like, okay, next year I'm going to do this. And it's going to look like this. And they're looking at me like, oh, nah, bro, think bigger. Like in the whole concept of 10 X it's real. So we're on, we can only accomplish, you know, what, First up here, we have to think up here and then we, we put it to action. So 
you, if you're going to think, you might as well think big, right? I think that's one of the things. So that's what I would love to have a conversation, more of those kind of conversations with the nonprofits that I speak with. Yeah. It's considering yourself a push agent to just be like, what are the boundaries? So I like to yeah. say like a budget is just a guideline. This is a guardrail, but you can push or you can be more cautious. But as Absolutely. you think about growth, you have to start thinking like, where do we want to be? In 10 years, are we done? Have we worked ourselves out of business? Or are we just, we just want to serve 10 more people this year. The other, and I hope I'm not going off too much. The <laughs> other part, um, like for nonprofits, I remember when I was in school, I went to Babson um, College in Massachusetts and I forgot the professor's name. But I think he had a book. He said the profitable nonprofit or something like that. And I think the misconception of nonprofits is that they're not supposed to A, be profitable and they're not supposed to grow like it's or run their business like a for-profit business. And I get it. You don't have shares. There's no dividends. There's no you know equity. And I get that part. But there is something about the mindset of for-profit businesses that allows them to break through those glass ceilings and accomplish some of these out of this world accomplishments. And I'm not saying that nonprofits have to go that far, but have some level of, you know, hey, we can do much more than what we're currently doing if we just had these things in place. So just thinking along or with that kind of mindset, because at the end of the day, your return is your impact, right? Your return is this yeah. child that that was struggling with reading, but now as a result of your organization, they can read and they go off to be something amazing, an attorney, a doctor, an astronaut, what have you. So with with that level of return, I'll take that any day over dividends. So so it's changing the world. So I would love for nonprofits to think a little bit along those lines as well. No, so I'm going to look for that book, The Profitable Nonprofit, and we'll put it in the show notes as like a resource and a link. Uh, Don't quote me on it. It's it's something like that because I'm this is Google. I've been out of Google okay. is our friend. I've, we believe I've been out of Google. school. Yeah, I've been out of school <laughs> for a minute. And I vaguely remember and I read and these are topics that people talk about. But but yeah, yeah, look it up. Yeah. I we will find if we yeah. find seven versions, you might see mm. seven versions in the link. People <laughs> so bear with us. Find the one that works for you. Before you go, Swanbo, are you, are there any other resources you want to share or any upcoming events that we yeah. should be looking out for? Sure. I do put out blogs and I create white papers just to help nonprofits with like best practices and fiscal management and just little tidbits and tips that you can use to help you grow your organization. I usually post that either on my website, which is www.precisegrants.com. Also on LinkedIn, if you guys subscribe to our newsletter, you can also resources and additional information via email. But yeah, right now, that's pretty much it. What I am doing also now is I put together a nonprofit called Precise Impact. It's very early stages. So you're not going to find anything online right now. It's something that I've been doing informally for plenty of years. And I just recently myself wanted to be more impactful with it. So I've been building a team and basically what Precise Impact does is it like the smaller or in, in very growth passion driven nonprofit organizations be more impactful by providing them the capacity building resources that they need to get to that next level, to have some level of sustainability. I find small nonprofits are tend to be a little bit more marginalized, or maybe they don't get access to certain funds. So what do they need to do to get over that hump? and get to that next level so that they can grow and be more impactful. So you guys can definitely look out for that. It'll be pushed via social media and also through 
my website besides grants. But yeah, I'm here resource, right? Any way that I can. So feel free to either, you know, email me, which is my first name, Otwan lowry at or obviously you can reach out reach out via linkedin and any way that i can be of service i'd love to be no super excited so glad that i found you on a google pop-up i was like they're like software and i was just like i'm gonna click and i was like i found this man on the internet <laughs> so google like you yeah. said google is our friend google is our friend we will be back thank you everyone for listening to another episode Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Nonprofit Ace Podcast. Until next time. Bye.